dum 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 ba dum 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 ba dum 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 yup sports are dumb dum 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 welcome to sports are dumb show where two sports fans fix sports i'm joey i'm sean we probably need to get a better tagline because that's not what we do <laughs> yeah i'm not fixing anything at all we're more of the creative side we're the execute uh, or not the execute we're the uh like execute. evolved enlightenment uh coming up with the ideas we're the idea people and okay. then we we put it i'd say upon the listeners to go out and execute on our vision. i don't know if, i don't know if we are even idea people i think we recognize that there's a problem and it's up to the uh, the sports leagues and the sports uh, world to fix it. Yeah. And that we that recognition comes from me just whining about it. <laughs> so we're modern day sports centric Sherlock Holmeses, is what you're saying. <laughs> we're detectives. I yes, guess. I've Maybe. got a magnifying glass. You've got a corn cob pipe. Yeah, together we're unstoppable. And speaking of unstoppable. Today's topic is, I mean, it's been a thing in sports leagues for who knows how long, but particularly, it seems egregious in the NBA. Oh, okay. I mean, as we chronicled a few episodes ago, uh, I've been down and out about these Dallas Mavericks <laughs> uh, that have uh, ruined their own season. They were a uh, middle seed in the playoffs of four or five uh, around before the All-Star break and just plummeted all the way out of the playoffs. <clears throat> Towards the end of the season, I'm, I'm still looking at them because I don't know if y'all follow the NBA, uh, but the top of the West, nobody has confidence in those teams, whether it's the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, or the uh, Sacramento Kings. So I'm thinking even if the Mavs make the playoffs as a low seed, you know, Luke and Kyrie, they can get hot and they can take out one of those teams. So every week as time is going, as they're on their losing streak, I'm checking the standings every day of every week. I was like, all right, we're still good. We're still good. We're still make the play in. We're still going to make the playoffs and we still have a chance to beat these guys. Cause what you want your teams to win. That's why you root for them. You root for your teams to win. You don't root for them to lose. Apparently I'm the dumb one because. <laughs> Right before the second to last game of the season, the Mavericks decided, hey, we don't want to try to win. We don't want to try to make the playoffs. We don't want to try to win a championship. We're just going to sit everybody, all our starters, Luca and Kyrie and Josh Green and Maxi Kleba and all these other guys. Because you know why? We want to tank. And this is a problem that American sports have, especially in the professional ranks. Why do you reward teams? When you have a system that rewards teams for losing, it's ass backwards. American sports is ass backwards. If you look at Premier League soccer, if you lose on purpose, guess what? You get relegated to the lower leagues. And in the lower league, you don't make as much money. So you need to stay in the Premier League. American sports, oh, if you lose on purpose, then guess what? You have the better chance of getting a higher draft pick because there's no threat of losing money, whether you're good or bad in American professional sports. It's so dumb. Why you're supposed to try to win? What did Herman Edwards say? You play to win the game? Apparently not. If you suck in uh, American sports, because all you're doing is just, it's like coming up with bad movies. 
like Billy, B, when actors are, you know, past their heyday, they, they just release bad movies. Why? They're not trying to be, you know, theatrical thespians. They're just trying to get a paycheck. That's what these teams are doing. Oh, we, let's not just pay these players. Let's just, we're in it for the money. We're going to sell to our fans that, hey, we're going to come out every night and try to entertain and win for you. You're letting the fans down. You're letting Sean down, Mark Cuban. <laughs> Letting Sean down. And they're, cause they're in this stupid situation, the, the Mavericks are, that, uh, if they, uh, if they traded away a top, a protected top 10 pick. So basically they have to get a top 10 pick to keep their draft pick. If they're uh, 11, then it goes away to the New York Knicks. More incentive to tank if they're not playing well. Doesn't make any sense. Why does this exist? And it's the same. It's not just NBA. It's football, too. Because everybody was hating on the Texans this year because they won their last game of the season. Because, you know, their coach knew he was out, out the paint uh, as soon as the season was over. The players, they got contracts. They got a future to worry about. They need to try to win. So they played to win. And everybody's shitting on them because then they lost the number one pick to the Chicago Bears. And everybody's like, no, you should have played to lose. That's backwards. No, they did the right thing. You play to win. It's why is tanking allowed? Why we need to fix this again? We're not the uh, fixer people. We just identify when there's a problem. We need to fix that. We, we got to stop rewarding losing. <laughs> a few notes from that, Sean. Interestingly enough, Lovey Smith, the Texans coach, who was then fired at the end of the season, former Bears coach. <laughs> oh yeah, he hooked him so up. So perhaps the long con. Of- yeah. Of uh, which he's also like one of the more successful Bears coaches that yeah went to the, the Super team Bowl. Is I missed those <laughs> those nine to seven uh, routine Bears games where Man. first first one to fourteen could win because their offense was so bad but their defense was oh yeah and phenomenal. the Bears the Bears traded their pick to the Panthers because they didn't need the number one pick they have their <laughs> franchise quarterback <laughs> yes yes you also noted Sean that. It's like when movie stars are just making cash count. Are you meaning to tell me that Grown Ups 2 was, <laughs> All not, <those> dudes. <laughs> was not a work of art? <laughs> I never even saw it. I saw Grown Ups 1. I was just like, all right. I don't even, never, why I've is never there a sequel? If you, if you want a, um, a real head-shaking moment, go look at Adam Sandler's Rotten Tomatoes page. Oh no! Of the movie season, there's many that are below forty percent, and to be rotten, you have to be below sixty percent, which is, I, I think, Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes people are not entirely sure how that scoring system works. It's basically if someone says this movie is good versus bad, it's what percentage of people. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. what that's why. I tried to tell my friends, oh, it got a poor Rotten Tomato score, or it got a good one. I was like, it doesn't say how good or bad the movie is. It just says, it just rates if someone said it was good or bad. Yeah, and sometimes you look at the little excerpts that they'll have for it, and it's like, here's a positive review, but the call-out box, which I'm not sure if that's like, as they're submitting the review, they're like, this is the part I want highlighted. Probably not. I'm sure it's some sort of algorithm that pulls it. But sometimes it's like, oh, this person gave a good review. And then the excerpt is like, Sandler's not good in this. And it's like, wait, what? I thought, uh, oh. I thought this was a good review for it. But I digress. It's fine. Uh, Grown Ups 2, I believe, has like 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man. I, in fact, <laughs> let's look this up. 
right now I wanna... because I did have one other one other point for this is that in the yeah. NBA to try and limit the tanking they've done the draft lottery which in a sense I would say has not totally eliminated tanking because no. people still try the teams still try to get to bad levels of badness but the worst team the team with the worst record only about a quarter of the time actually ends up with the number one yeah because in the nba you have you know there's a lottery so you have ping pong balls that you know you spin around and whatever ball comes out first you know that's how they do it but uh the uh, so the nba i know that the bottom three teams all have the same number of ping pong balls and so that's okay this is the nba trying to fix tanking First, instead of just a straight-up draft, worst record gets the first pick, they had a lottery. And then after the lottery, teams are still taken, so they have the uh, – they fixed it to where, you know, the same percentage for the bottom three teams and then the next few teams, that's the same percentage, same number of ping-pong balls. Doesn't work. Still, teams still tanking. So then, a couple of years ago, they came up with this play-in tournament that instead of just the top eight teams in a conference uh, – just making a playoffs nine and ten seeds they can play each other and uh if they if whoever wins can play the seven or eight seed whoever lost between those two to make the playoffs again right where the maths were involved they're trying to you know NBA looking out for the fans trying to get them to play but no mark cuban's all like well and i, I he better get fined he better get fined because this is because <laughs> he's been fined before for admitting he's been tanking and so this is just this is it's obvious. Find everybody. I mean, he's rich, so it won't even matter. But find them. Find them all. Find them all. Sean, what, we will get back to the tanking, but we just to update on the Adam Sandler. <laughs> this is from Rotten Tomatoes. It's ranking all of Adam Sandler's movies from highest Rotten Tomato score to lowest. Nine of them are certified fresh, which means they have at least 60%. And two of them are real close. Happy Gilmore, 61%. Hotel Transylvania, three. Summer Vacation, 62%. So they've both barely made the fresh, certified fresh. Adam Sandler has made 47 movies. Oh. In total, which means 38 <laughs> of them are, are certified rotten. And my wild guess of 8% for grownups, too. Exactly right. I thought you just pulled that out of uh, your. No, I didn't think you just pulled that out of your. I thought you knew already that they had gotten 8%. I thought you just had that from memory. But no, you no, just... <laughs> no, I very, very much just pulled it. I mean, I've, I've done this search before. Okay. I, so I know, I know he had a 0%. I thought it was Jack and Jill. Apparently Jack and Jill has gone up to 3%. Where's Uncut Jobs? The ridiculous six. Well, Sean, that was the other interesting note here. So nine of his movies certified fresh and four of them are from the last six years. Oh. So his top three are the Meyerowitz stories, new and selected from 2017. That has 93%. Hustle, which came out last year. Oh, that's right. 93%. I enjoyed that movie. I I, I mean, if I was rating it out of 10, I probably wouldn't give it 9.3, but it was, it was a good like eight. Also, the most cameos, if you're an NBA fan. You showed most me the beginning. Most NBA cameos, yes. Boban. With Boban. Pros- yes. Prospect. And then your favorite, Sean, Uncut Gems, 91%. Which I still haven't seen. Starring Kevin Garnett. <laughs> a wonderful time. And then we mentioned Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation has 62%. That came out in 2018. Bizarrely, it's the only Hotel Transylvania on this list. I don't know if Adam Sandler's in the other. Yeah, he is. He's in Hotel Transylvania 1. 
There are multiple Hotel Transylvanias, yes, Sean. Okay. Which would be pretty funny if there was just three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just... That would be a nice little troll, do like I mean probably more pre internet days of like releasing a movie that's called part two or something and then there's well, never <laughs> for the longest time that's what i thought street fighter was i was like because I, I had no never seen it in an arcade street fighter one it was just street fighter two and then street fighter two hyper fighting street fighter two turbo i'm like wait a minute where's street fighter one and there's so many street fighter twos street fighter one is called street fighter also <laughs> terrible terrible sean one other element of tanking that we have neglected to talk about on this episode, although I do believe we referenced it for your very own Dallas Mavericks many moons ago during the 2006 season. The Mavericks were the second best team. Yeah. But because of the way the NBA at that time had set up divisions and conferences and everything, like if you won your division, you were a top three seed. And so that year, the Mavericks happened to be the second best team, but the best team san antonio spurs also in their division so the mavericks fell to four and then you had an in the playoffs tanking where teams were intentionally trying to get to the six seed instead of the five seed so that they'd play a much inferior denver nuggets team it all worked to plan the mavericks played the grizzlies swept the grizzlies the clippers were able to fall to number six played the nuggets beat the nuggets they moved on to the second round we're seeing something similar happening this year where teams are trying to play the sacramento kings yeah the kings are the number three seed they're locked into that grizzlies are locked into number two nuggets are locked in to number one it's been a, a fascinating sort of race to this because at number four are the phoenix suns who the phoenix suns last year were the best team in the western conference two years ago made the nba finals so people are like "Mm, it's most of that same team Plus Kevin Durant, now, KD, who has had several impressive playoff performances on previous super teams like the Golden State Warriors. I don't know if you'd call this Suns team a super team, but no, I Chris Paul's old. Yes, Chris Paul, old they Paul, don't... who's getting into speed walking now on State Farm commercials. <laughs> yeah, very fitting as he sunsets uh, towards the end of his career. But in any case, the Sacramento Kings do have a couple of players who made the NBA Finals. But you'd have to go all the way back to 2016. I'd say Harrison Barnes is probably oh, the, that's best, right. the best uh, player that has made the Finals on the Kings. So they have a lot of playoff inexperience. So teams are like, yes, we're foaming at the mouth for them. So there's a whole swath of teams. The Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, and Pelicans all jostling. Get the Pelicans out of here because Zion's not even going to play. If Zion's <laughs> going to play, then yeah. But no, he's hurt. He's been hurt since the turn of the new year. Correct. Yes. He's actually missed just about two thirds of his team's games and has still made millions of dollars. I once again regret not being 6'9". <laughs> Darn. <laughs> if only I had drank more milk growing up. Yeah. That's not true. I chugged milk regularly. It was great. I don't know no. what to tell you. <laughs> it didn't work out. Well, I had never broken bones until I stopped drinking milk regularly and then crumbled to dust. Really? So yeah. Milk? Really? That's, I thought it was just a campaign. I don't know, but I, I never had a really... mustache. Never had a milk never, mustache. Think, um, oh, okay. Maybe that's what I needed to grow another <laughs> seven to ten inches I'm to be an NBA player. 
I try to make a milk mustache on my face and like, man, these ads be lying because like you don't get a milk mustache because it just runs down your face and it doesn't oh, yes. stay there. And yeah, so- it's definitely it's definitely paint. Uh, <laughs> I think that was even. I remember having a book growing up that was like a collection of milk mustaches and it just had like 50 of the ads in it. And I think like Derek Jeter was one of them. I'm pretty sure Tyra Banks was one of them. And I think it said in the book that it's like, we don't actually use milk because that doesn't photograph well. Yeah. Apparently, apparently it also runs down your face. So you need to get some, maybe cement or um, (laughs) paper, the paper mache water. Maybe that would, it sounds gross. Let's not glue and water. Let's not do that. Sean, do you think we could ever see relegation in no, an American sport? No, because the point of American sports isn't to win, it's to make money. And then why would the owner sign up for that? To voluntarily... We could see it. I think it's a great idea for college sports, namely college football, uh, if you want to get into the big conferences. But again, people aren't going to volunteer to be in a system where they could potentially lose money. So no, you, you'll never see that. And they tried to do that. You remember they tried to make the Super Leagues over in uh, Europe for soccer, which would just be a soccer league based on <clears throat> the American model, have the biggest teams, and they all just play at all the time uh, in conjunction with the leagues that they're already in. But, but you know, people rioted, and so that stopped that. We need to riot! we got to be as passionate as those uh, English soccer fans to get them to have some merit in, the, in these uh, sports systems. Excellent. Pick up those garbage cans, throw them through. But wait, wait, hold on. Never mind. Wait, no. UConn won the championship. Yeah, don't ride because we. I saw a video of UConn uh, winning the title, and they just went on campus, taking down a street, a a light pole from the street, and running it, ramming it through a a door. Why? (laughs) You didn't see this video? No. (laughs) It's just like, what's the point? Y'all won. Like, what? (laughs) Why y'all breaking things? I'm not sure if I made it onto a local news segment, but as we were discussing last episode, I was going to the Final Four, and clearly Miami did not defeat UConn because UConn, as we just noted, won the whole thing. So I'm in my Miami gear. We're walking back to the car, and I see a bunch of UConn fans, and I snuck behind them and did my little Miami hat and said, more like Boo-Con. They got edited out. Probably. Got him. Yeah. I'm sure it was just B-roll and there'll, <laughs> there'll be no actual sound of that. And they'll probably just use the remaining minute of footage they had already gotten before <laughs> and after I cameoed in there. But felt nice. Also, great souvenir from the Final Four. A bowl of nachos in a half a basketball bowl oh, that says I, Final I Four it. in it. Yeah, it's a very nice, very nice souvenir. You going to put some cereal in there? It's going to be a... I think I think I might have to. Okay. All right. It's a shooting stars. Put some shooting Wheaties yeah, yes. in a... What, what, there's some basketball cereal back in the day. I can't remember. Maybe it was limited time. I don't know. Cereal shaped like basketball. Basketball That charms. you would put in your basketball bowl. I'm really petering out here. So How would I know what's the cereal and what's the bowl? <laughs> Just eat the whole <laughs> When your teeth break, I think that's... that's Essential you know. roughage. <laughs> Sean, we mentioned the draft lottery as a component of tanking here. In just about a month, on May 16th, we will have the draft lottery, which I enjoy watching because there's usually at least one to two like real awkward moments that happen. 
I remember a couple of years ago, <laughs> Kyle yeah. Kuzma for the Lakers was representing the team in 2019. And he had a lucky jacket. So like everyone that's there has some sort of good luck charm. And Kyle Kuzma's lucky jacket is there. The Lakers, I think, were projected to have like the seventh or eighth pick or something. And they made it into the top four. And Rachel Nichols makes a comment like, that means the Lakers will sneak into the top four. Kyle Kuzma's jacket works. And it cuts to Kyle Kuzma laughing. And then as he's laughing, Adrian Wojnarowski basically says, oh, the Lakers are probably going to trade Kuzma and like other people and and, like package this pick with like basically just kills (laughs) kills them. And it like (laughs) you see Kyle Kuzma just go like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) i gotta youtube this (laughs) and kyle kuzma recently made a fun little play by shooting a shot turning to the bench and being like yeah that's going in and the shot missed oh why does that happen to so many people only well it happens to steph sometimes too but we never see it but like everybody else, oh, Nick Young has the best, right? Oh, he, yes. And he turned around, put his hands in the air. Yeah. And the ball <laughs> rimmed out. <laughs> oh, man. I remember recently playing pickup basketball and someone shot it and said cash, Ooh, said cash, oh. <laughs> and then missed everything. It was like it hit like the bottom of the backboard. You hit this and... dog and you owe them money now, cash. <laughs> <laughs> and. We were running back, and then the ball gets knocked away. And this is pickup, so no one really knew each other. And the guy was like, hey, just pro tip, if I say cash or swish, it's not going in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) At least you identified it. At least you identified it. But all of this, this whole NBA draft lottery, was to get us to our sports cliche of the day, which is something you'll hear a lot during the NBA draft, that a player has a lot of potential oh my god <laughs> which is true i mean you'll hear this in any industry really that someone has a lot that's of why potential. they're in the draft yes they probably wouldn't be in the draft if they could not had potentially play potential. in the nba oh man this guy's got a high ceiling i also like a lot of length that's a good a lot of length wingspan yeah jay high, billis high embraces the the drinking game that it's when he i think it's when he says wingspan i maybe length though but he he acknowledges it i again i should know this as a it's okay it's a okay. fond nba draft fondant uh but he will say like you know bottoms up after <laughs> after saying it sometimes <laughs> he's very well versed <laughs> and it's lovely well well sean i don't know if we fixed tanking we didn't but i think we we had a hearty, healthy discussion around it. <laughs> There's and some good tanking memes. Yes, yes. And by oh. we'll, we'll drop a couple of them in the show notes. <laughs> and by the time our next episode comes out, we'll be well into the playoffs because I alluded to this earlier in the episode, but I am going to Europe and I will be gone for a month. And rather than try and keep up with a recording schedule while I'm traversing another continent, we're taking a little mid-season break. So we'll be back in action on May 16th. Okay. <laughs> I, I could, I'll use the break. I'll find more things to complain about. There'll be plenty of sports action going on. Golf, hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs. 
uh, spring football like the XFL. I'm not complaining about that because I'm not watching that. But uh, yeah, there'll be plenty, plenty to talk about when you return. I hope you have a great trip. Um, I'm sure it'll be prime baseball season where it's just baseball on all the time. I will have many complaints about that when you return. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be glorious. In the meantime, stay lovely. Unlike sports, which are done. <laughs> <laughs>